I'm Steven, and my quote is, We're the best. Think different, do ya? Come and have a go then, ya runty little wimp. A quote by an orc goth knob. <laughs> I'm Matt. <clears throat> Despite their bulk, they moved swiftly with a kind of grace completely at odds with their appearance. Every movement, economical and precise. From Caiaphas Kane, hero of the Imperium. On orcs. And I'm Curtis, and my quote is, Hit em hard, hit em low, and give em plenty of daka 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 daka. The quote is only one daka. I, I wanted to say, it's a, that's a great word for the orcs. Yeah, because you always need more daka. You always need more daka, there you go. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, in case you couldn't already tell, today's episode is going to focus on the orcs. Um, we're going to go do our faction focus on them, talk about who they are, some of their lore, the models, the rules, how they've changed over the years. Um, I know if you look way back when, they, I thought they looked kind of dorky, the orcs. I didn't, you know, they, they, they looked kind of, I don't know, just kind of funny, like they belonged. They were in, different. Yeah, they were weird. Different. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the models looked weird. Um, but now I think the orcs look pretty sweet. Um I'm more. I'm. I'm interested to see. I don't know much about them. I'm interested to see what Steven has to say, and because uh, I think they're one of the more interesting uh, factions out there in terms of what I may might get to into the future. Anyways, um, so we're focusing on them today, and uh, before we kind of get into it, we'll start with our hobby updates. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, whatnot. We post some beautiful pictures on Instagram, so if you don't have one, make one just so you can check them out. Um, Steven's quite the painter, and we put some of those on there and shared some of Matt's recently as well. He's got uh, some great models coming in as well. So, coming in right. hot. Yeah, coming in hot. So, <laughs> let's get some, some news. Do you guys have any uh, what's hot and fresh off the GW press these days? Is there anything that's been shaking the world up? Uh, I mean, so overall, I think the kind of consensus right now is GW is kind of slowing its roll a little bit. So we're we're not getting the the fire hose of releases that we were back in. I'd say like the the prime of eighth edition. But the big thing that I think just came out is uh, obviously Black Templars. Uh, they just got their whole new release and everything like that. And I know there's been some up and downs and what and you know oh are these models good are they competitive are they good models in general and i'm gonna mm -hmm. say right now those things look amazing i don't even care about the rules yeah those look like black templar primaris marines should have looked from the be the beginning um <laughs> they just look great yeah um in my in my own kind of hobby world I've been working on my knights, so last time we spoke, I was working on the uh, Armager Helverns, so I got those two done. Those are up on Instagram now, so check those out. I'm pretty proud of them. Had a blast doing it. Absolute blast doing it. I got some, I don't know if you guys noticed, I actually got new, different heads from a, a third-party website, so they look look a little bit more nightly. Yeah, I, noticed that. I was like, just I don't like remember seeing like... those in the kit. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, the ones, they had like 
three different ones. So you get a, get a pack of two and then a single pack. So I ordered a whole bunch because I'm going to have a bunch of the armatures in the future. And I think those looked really cool. Um, and they definitely came off. I I also got them tilt shields. So the little oh, like, nice. heraldry uh-huh. shield as well. But I'm kind of saving those for when I sit down with Steven in the future and learn how to do transfers. So I'm, I've kept those off the model. So I'll do those separately. And then I finished re- listening to, I haven't had time to actually read, but I finished listening to No, No Fear. And that was really good. Really good. What's the, really, that one about? That's the, that's the one where the, it's at Kalf, and it's where um, the world eaters and the word bearers turn on the ultramarines. Uh, like, that's when they betray Gilliman at the, the kind of onset of the heresy. So it's definitely one of those ones where like, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's coming. So every time it describes an ultramarine, like, Oh yes. Hello friend. You're like, Oh no. <laughs> um, and I'll say this right now. If you're considering reading the heresy books, when I first got into the heresy, people are like, Oh, you don't really need to read them in order because it, it there's not too much of a continuance of storyline. And I, I'll say it's kind of true for some of them. But if you're starting off, like just do a quick Google search, find out which ones are like what order they were released in and do try to read them in that because uh, reading the Siege of Terra. So like the end snapshot, I'm, I was like, well, who are some of these people? And then going back and reading the books at random, I run into these characters like either at the beginning of their story arc or like the middle of their story arc. And I'm like, oh, I probably should have known who this person was before yeah. some of these books. Yeah, that's a lot of significance. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I've heard like the first four books are good to read first. Um, yes. Um, so this one specifically. um and I won't, I'll try not to spoil stuff, but in this book, it introduces old person and his like band of misfits and how they like came together and kind of started their adventure, which is like starting to hit its climax in the siege of Terra. And so had I known some of that, I think it would have been better. So, you know, I, I wouldn't encourage you to try to read as many of the heresy books before starting the siege of Terra, I guess. And on that note, I finished reading Warhawk or listening to Warhawk. Which was the latest? Oh, is it out? Of- <laughs> yeah, it's out. Um, and I finished listening to it, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty good. Is it better um, than Mortis? Yes, it's definitely better than Mortis. And so, and once again, we'll 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 do a deep dive on Mortis. Um, I really don't think it was a super bad book. I just think the ending of that it just it was oh, so bad. Um, anyways. Other than that, I think my biggest... Oh, and then I started working on my uh, my next night because I finished the Armager, so I'm starting my Perceptor, so I built up my Perceptor. I was actually just taking pictures and showing you guys last night, so I got that on the table. It is not magnetized, much to the chagrin of of the well, people in that this. that one's okay. Yeah, we want one day you can really build it, right? Yeah. Um, he could have had the Reaper Chainsword arm, but I just... The fist is so ridiculous. Well, like, the other weapon looks sort of like he could smack people with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it just looks sort of weird having two long things on him. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited. I've got that one painted up. I'm doing it mostly by hand as well. So it's going to take a little bit more. But I, it, it, like, 
especially since I'm doing that bone color. When I when I have to do like four different paints and I have to each one I have to layer with when I see the end result, I, there is like a little bit of pride there of like, I just made a really cool bone out of like 17 layers of paint. I thought you airbrushed it. Um, so I started to and then my airbrush started to spit. Oh, a little bit, okay. and so I took my airbrush apart and was starting to clean it. And while I was letting that kind of dry off and everything, I was just like, "Gotcha, f it." And then <laughs> I started painting uh, by hand and everything. And it definitely is a lot of stuff, but I also decided to mix in like the blue and the red panels a little bit more than previously. So um, it's pretty good. And I, I'm once again, I'm just having a blast painting yeah. this stuff. That's great. Um, and I'd like to say, I think my biggest hobby achievement is not having bought any Black Templar stuff because I am I'll salivating, clap. salivating bravo, bravo. over those <laughs> those models. They look so good. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Stephen, like you've talked about doing like the Zenithal highlights on an entire army and such. I think maybe down the road I might do a Black Templars like complete Primaris force. Yeah. And I think I would do it. I think that would be a good army to do with, like, be my spray paint army, or not my spray paint, but my airbrush army. So, yeah. Black is a lot less scarier when you have an airbrush. Um, and, and maybe that'll be my horde army, is that I'll just do, like, waves and waves of those Crusader squads. Um, and, and not lying, Warhawk is where, like, uh, Sigismund really like this is his book. Oh, it's nice. it's called Warhawk, but it's Sigismund's book. Um, <laughs> so like I'm listening to those awesome scenes and then these models are there and I was like I want it so bad. <laughs> but I didn't do anything. It's um, strong. Good good job, Matt. Uh I did get some some stuff has gone on. I got some vouchers and whatnot. So uh a Knight Valiant is on its way as well. Oh so man. I'm build wow. that up and somebody's That's... getting harpooned. I roll terribly, so it's probably not going to happen every game. But one day, someone's going to be like, "Oh, he's terrible at this," and then a bane is going to get harpooned. Yep. <laughs> so that is uh, that's my that's my state that's my my hobby progress right now. So, awesome. Turn well, it over, Stephen. What have you been doing? I got not nearly as much of uh, progress done. I've been busy with uh, outside the hobby stuff. But I have, I was building the orcs from the Beast Naga kit. Um, so I built a few of them. I was basing them. I haven't painted them yet. Um, but I just love that word, Beast Naga. Beast Naga. Building that Beast Naga kit. Isn't it funny? <laughs> it's so fun to say. Yeah, Kurt, all the new Beast this... Naga stuff is very zany. Yes. Yeah. Um, Kurt, you go on to GW and just, while we're doing this and just pull up the, the war, like the orc page. Yeah, and just look at the names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. I'll bring it up. Rock a truck, squig buggy. <laughs> um, but so last weekend, I actually had a break. I didn't have to like work over the weekend. Um, so I started painting. It's not 40k related, but my aunt, who's a Trekkie, sent me some uh, role playing figures for like a Star Trek role playing game, I guess. Um. They're resin miniatures, but they're pretty well detailed. Um, mm -hmm. So I built them, put them on their little... There's like one part, put them on the base, and they're done. Um, 
But I started paying those. So it's like the original cast from the TV series has got like Captain Kirk and all of them, Spock. Yeah, that's cool. That's um, pretty cool. So this is something different to do. Yeah. Um, um, but I haven't finished those. So if I end up having any free time later today, I might paint, keep painting them. But I'm not trying to let myself feel bad about not having as much hobby time. Uh, I can definitely still, I still think about 40K pretty much every day anyway. <laughs> either reading something or watching a video here and there um but i do want to get into these to these orcs and uh start painting refur- refurbishing the army that i have because they're just so much fun the creativity you can have with this this army is is limitless and very therapeutic because you don't have to be like oh i have to paint them according to the codex Astartes. it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> This orc is Go purple, nuts. just because. Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't finished any books. I still have the same book I borrowed from the library back in like April. It just keeps getting <laughs> renewed, <laughs> which is nice. Um, but I now that I know that Warhawk is out, I'll probably buy that on on uh, Audible and listen to mm-hmm. that on my commutes here and there. Because I do like the Siege of Terror, and it's all about the White Scars, I imagine, with the name Warhawk. Um, and they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I want to make my Space Marine Army a like, White Scars successor chapter. I, so. I'm always behind any project you do, Stephen, but like, especially with your talent, if you did a White Scars Army, they would look so good. Like, I was... I was, it was funny because it was yesterday. I was, well, this is a long tangent, but basically, I was watching a, a battle report of Age of Empires 4. Mm-hmm. Someone was playing the Mongols, and I was like, Mongols are cool. And I was like, oh, wait, there's that band, The Who. So yeah. I listened to that song, and then I was like, oh, yeah, this is good <laughs> for like white scars. <laughs> so I was no. like, I was like, this close to thinking about tearing off all the little emblem, custom emblem I bought off of, uh, Pop goes the monkey, mm-hmm. so I could just put on these white scars logo instead and just make yes, them white please. scars. Steven, Steven <laughs> it, I'm telling you right now, I like just do it. Tell me you're doing white scars, and I will, I will literally buy the kit for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm so hyped right now. Like, oh my god. Well, let me, let me see how easy it is to take off the resin emblems because if it's not, then I don't know. I might have to make them a successor. Oh, oh! I'm so excited. This but is yeah, gonna be great. I, I would, <laughs> I'd be down for that. And they would look really cool with my Martian themed bases too. They would pop a lot. So, oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. Oh, maybe that's what I'll do later today. I'll see if it pops off easy. And if it oh, does, this then is, this, this we'll is great. What was oh, popping off? Is it actual the resin on their on their shoulder pads or something? Yeah, uh, off of. So they make there's this company called Pop Goes the Monkey, and they're just like 3D printed parts. And so people uh-huh. made these um, they're like curved emblems that you can put on their shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to do like transfers or something or sculpt it on yourself, you just um, super glue them on. Wow. Um, okay. This should come off easy because I did use super glue, and super glue doesn't like physically melt to the plastic; it just sticks on there. Yeah, just pop them in the freezer. Oh, does that help? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you super glue stuff, 
um, and actually Reed taught me this, and then I've heard other people mention it. But yeah, if you use super glue, you just pop them in the freezer for like an hour or so, and then you can really literally just yeah. Huh. So I Will think the whole he, model fall apart, or just... no? Just if you apply pressure, like if you apply enough pressure. Oh. So I think he like he was doing when when I witnessed this, he was doing the uh, lizard men, like the cavalry for them. Yeah, and he wanted to paint the riders separately. So he put and he had super glued them all because all he uses is super glue. Um, and so he popped them in the freezer. And I remember, like, I didn't know what he was doing. So, like, I went to go grab, I think, like a burrito or something. And there's just these <laughs> lizard men. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. You just, and then, and sure enough, he just popped them off. So, okay. I should probably just buy also some debonder, um, super glue debonder, because that's probably not a bad thing to have. In case you super glue your face to your cutting <laughs> mat. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, that's Lord. my news. Uh, how about you, Curtis? Similarly, not very much happening in your corner. Uh, I would say uh, quite even less. Um, yeah, with traveling for work, I didn't have much time to do much. Um, I really don't have too many updates on on the building front or whatnot. Um, I mean, I'm having a blast looking at these orc models, though. If I could just jump <laughs> straight to that. Um, or do you have like audible? Them... Uh, no, I do not. I know what LOL. it is. Like, it would be very expensive for him <laughs> to get it. <laughs> well, is it? what? But that's books. That's not podcasts, right? It's uh, audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. Audiobooks, yeah. Um, it's a, that's a good way if, like, just to just to have like a like a little pulse on 40k stuff, right. especially with the amount of traveling you do. Yeah, for your plane rides. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, I have a Kindle. I might even just get some books on the Kindle. I like to read. As oh well. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they have a lot yeah. of. I think everything's Kindle. Yeah. In fact, if you go on if you go on Amazon, you every single 40k book will generally have like Audible or Kindle options on it. Oh, okay. And you can buy oh, cool. straight from Amazon. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, have you since you haven't done very much of that? Have you done any like cool research for Matt's like French themed? Uh, oh, I mean, I could talk. I mean, that's the book I'm currently reading about the 14th century. Okay. How about that's no, the next share, episode? Share oh, okay. <laughs> that's the okay. next episode. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then don't talk okay. about it. Um. Although I'm I'm looking forward to that episode. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that's going to be... I'm going to have to do some kind of more pre-planning for that to see what things I want to tie in. Um, but yeah, Grimdark was very real back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was the Dark Ages. It was the Dark Ages, that's true. <laughs> the Grim Dark Age. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's, let's go into the main topic then. Um, okay. Since I'm already itching to hear more about the orcs. Um, I feel like, and I just pulled up the GW page. There's so many new models. Um, and maybe I don't know if these released in the past year or two, and I haven't looked. Or, I mean, some of them I remember. You know, I visited Matt recently in Savannah, and I see some of them I I recognize from the shop, mm-hmm. like this Zagrod Wart Snaga. <laughs> oh yeah, um, he's fun. He's, they've been, he's fun. they've really been kind of riding a new model high since I'd say like. What seventh edition, maybe Stephen? 
yeah they've been um slowly like it's been a trickle updated. yeah which i i think they don't have much to complain about there i think mm-hmm. the oldest model they have in production is not too old honestly um, yeah i guess well, they're like yeah no they're not that old i mean they are old but they're they look good too mm-hmm because they had some super goofy looking old models, which I love. I have a few of them, but, um, but yeah, I guess we get get into it. Um, so orcs are, orcs are the best. Orcs are uh, the best, obviously, the, and that's even like the title of the GW page. Orcs are the best. Orcs is the best. Yeah, they're they're the, uh, brutal and cunning, but also cunning and brutal. Yes, they're the orcs protagonists the of 40k. Um, they really are. <laughs> Everything else is but, second fiddle. It's hang on. Let's, let's before before y'all get deep on something else. I want to start in the very beginning here. Yeah, um, go ahead. Go for it. I had also just looked at the Warhammer Plus page because I was gonna. I was curious what if there's anything else going on there, and they they had a model like you get a model with you know a year worth of subscription or whatnot. And they had a yes. model for an orc. And I was like, oh, that's yes. a cool 40K model. And then I saw the note that it's actually Age of Sigmar. So mm-hmm. why, and I, th- and I think I'm correct in saying this, orcs are like one of the only, you know, cl- factions that exist in Age of Sigmar and 40K that are so similar. Like I see a model and say, like, I don't know if, if that's in the year 40,000 or yeah. know, back in the Middle Ages. And like they carry the same axes and the same thing. So... Are they related? Is my first question. And okay, let's just start with that. I mean, I mean they're I, I, definitely. Honest, we don't even know how Age of Sigmar and 40k are related, so yeah. let that be known. They're definitely the same orcs uh, in terms of like their physiology and culture. Like they're the same in that regard. Um, they worship the same gods, Gork, Gork and Mork. Um, they both love. War for the sheer fun of it, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think they're just they're just like if you took an orc from 40k and put him in like 17th century or like 10th whatever really old right. back in history, they'd just be fantasy orcs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you and you find that even in 40k, like the snake bites are supposed to be like more uh, quote unquote primitive, where they just prefer like what not vehicles and stuff like that just like an axe um so they are very similar um on the kind of like a design note it's the whole like they started off with fantasy battle and they just made 40k like gw just took their ip in fantasy and just made it futuristic and so eldar space elves uh, um, yeah orcs are just space they literally called them space orcs at the beginning Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll, like if you look back like they they all had the the old orcs and the old 40k orcs all had that like mongoloid helmet thing where it was right. like, the, like the spike on top with the fur around it and so it it literally they probably designed like a, the fantasy orcs and then we're like okay well make put them on round bases and give them a gun in one hand and now they're 40k orcs yeah, and to, the, to the extent where the kits were the same, Kurt. Like I had some of the um, some of the fantasy works, and this, they were built the same way. There's like the little squatty legs, and then the socket body. <laughs> right. And so you could mix and match them, 
and people would do that with if they wanted to make like a snake bite army they would use a lot of the fantasy orc bodies because they looked you know mm -hmm. they had more like leather on them and, and fur and stuff oh. so they very intentionally are very are supposed to be like the same yeah um and even so i mean even today it's the same you know you could <laughs> like that model you're talking about it wouldn't take very much to make him look like a 40k orc just like super glue a gun to his face and he's a space orc well yeah i think that's what they do with uh was it i think the fantasy orcs or the the age of sigmar orcs they have a like a, a shaman that i know a lot of people use as a weird boy for yep. 40k because the 40k they don't have a good weird boy model yeah he's and so like they put some like metal bits on him and then he's 40k yeah. um and i know i've seen a lot of conversions and stuff of of other of the Age of Sigmar orcs being turned into 40k or orcs. Um, and I, I think the only difference right now between Age of Sigmar orcs and the 40k orcs is, and I think it's kind of interesting, and it was definitely a design choice on, on GW's like, plate when they were making Age of Sigmar because they wanted to make sure everything was different and trademarkable, is that uh, the orcs in Age of Sigmar, I believe, are a elite army. And so, like, the Orc War Clan, specifically in Age of Sigmar, is, like, an elite army. So you're only yeah, going to have... Goes. Yeah, they're only supposed to have, like, 10 models or something on the table. Whereas 40k Orcs, it's like the green tide, right? Yeah. Like just throwing uh, stuff. Now, a notable exception is the newest Orc thing, the Cruel Boys. They're oh, yeah. very different. Um, but they're also, like, in the lore, supposed to be different. So they're, like, a whole other... Swamp species. Um, yes. Yeah, this Swamp is 40k. No, oh, sorry, this, this is Age of Sigmar. Sigmar. Age of Sigmar. Okay. So there's like you know there's more special there's more um, variety in the Age of Sigmar greenskins. Like yeah. in 40k you have the orcs and then you have like Gretchen. Whereas in Age of Sigmar you have like regular orcs, quote unquote, and then you have these cruel boys, and then you also have only goblin armies. The mm -hmm. Gloom Spike gets. I'm I'm telling you I'm looking at those Gloom Spike gets more and more. They're really cool. They're really? they're so much fun. Um, um, but yeah. So anyway, forty uh, k works are awesome. Um, in their beginning, they were a bit more uh, campy, like more more like comedic, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. You can look at some of their models. Yeah, a bit more goofy looking. Um, which you know is everyone has their own tastes. Um, I when I started, they had already the new orc kit out, um, but they still had the old orc vehicles, which had the you know goofy looking Gorkamorka, Speed Freak orcs with the funny grins and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But design wise, they have kept them pretty consistent. I would say uh, they just got like they're still spiky and mean and pretty brutal um but they're just a little bit more serious now um although the new stuff is a bit more silly again so i think I they're think... trying to go back to their roots of keeping them funny and not just always yeah grim dark 40k like they, i think honestly you can make them look grim dark but i feel like mm -hmm. they're in their base state the least grim dark <laughs> so something i'd like to point out is that I think they've really done a good job of capturing the ridiculousness of the orcs while still making them intimidating. Yes. Like if you take a look at the, was it the scrap jet 
booster blaster thing majigger. I think um, basically a jet engine with wheels. Yeah. And he's like literally wearing like a pilot's outfit. Yeah. Um, if you look at that, it is a ridiculous piece of like it's a ridiculous model. It's crazy. But if you really look at the like the face of that orc or the orcs in it, they look terrifying. Yeah. Like he looks like a monster who's coming to kill you. But he's like maniacally laughing and having a great time. And like it's not personal. It's just you you have to die. And is this yeah. the scrapjet? Yeah, this me- mega mega track scrapjet. If you look at that <laughs> face, that is a menacing face. Yeah. But he's wearing like a World War One pilot's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the um, ascot flying in the back. Yeah. The, the scarf. Um, and that's really with a lot of the new orc models is that they look goofy and what they are doing is goofy, but it's still kind of terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Um, and you see that a lot with the artwork. They're a lot more mm-hmm. scary looking in the artwork. Um, there there yeah, used to if be you saw any of these guys in real life would be terrifying. There used to be a, uh, and actually it's funny that we say this on this day. Um, the uh, Kurt, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, the, the Armageddon steel Legion models are being officially retired. I, I did see that. Yep. Um, but there was a, there was artwork that was beautiful artwork of the Armageddon steel Legion. And they're, they're like in the trench and it's like the wave of orcs is coming towards them. And Gazgahul is like the center you know, the, the centerpiece of that artwork. And he looks terrifying and he looks like he's having a great time too. (laughs) And then you look at the, like the steel Legion people and there's like one guy, even in the gas mask, they're making like, he looks terrified and they're all pointing and stuff. And, (laughs) and it like that artwork inspires like feelings of just dread. Um, but I, you don't lose the orkiness to it. I think. I agree. Yeah, they're they, just... Go ahead. I just, just want to ask, like, are, you had mentioned orcs are still very much, very much a, a swarm army, but with all these new models, like this Trek and these these kind of... Gosh, I can't... What's the giant... The giant... The skirt... Um, oh, the knob, the corkonauts, um, and the... That's the <laughs> uh, stampa. The Stampa. Stampa, the Gorkonauts and the Stampas, are they almost, can you almost run them as like a elite army with high model? With yeah, that's model the thing. Orcs, they still uh, run pretty well. Yeah, you can make um, a variety of different lists. You can go mm-hmm. full, just horde infantry, just Orc Boys and Gretchen. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could go mechanized, or you could go like uh, elites, like you're saying, like have a bunch of uh, big stompy guys like the Stompa and the Gork, Gork and Morkonauts, Death mm-hmm. Dreads. Right. Um, so there's a lot of there's, or you can most recently you can have the Beast Snaga army where it's just a bunch of orcs riding pigs, and a giant <laughs> pig pulling a pulling a wagon full of crazed orcs. Uh, I don't know like, how they have not come up with a, a meme yet about the like the the. Remember Clash of Clans had the like hog rider. <laughs> like how they haven't done that with the squig riders yet. <laughs> right. But yeah, so there there's a lot of diversity there. You you can I'm sure certain builds are more competitive than others. Um right, always, yeah. Sounds like the buggies right now are very popular. Um but I mean 
historically, like I was looking at my older codexes and they, they show you what you can do. Like there's the Horde army, there's the mech army, which is like, you know, the, the big mech with all those contraptions, so all the walkers and the crazy artillery. Or you do the Speed Freak army, which is bikers and bikers and uh, orc trucks. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the nice thing about them is you really can't get pigeonholed into one type of army, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a little similar to IG, Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah, 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 more and more, I think you're doing a better job. Because they can run a bunch of tanks, you run a bunch of conscripts. Yes. And the orc version of conscripts are the gremlins, right? What are they called? Gretchen. Gretchen. Or Grot. That that would be fun. You can do that. 200 Grots. Yeah, I have 60 right now. I put them in my <laughs> exactly. list. Yeah. You're on your way, Steven. Oh, so they have the tanks on Forge World. You can get Grot tanks on Forge World. I've what is that even looking mean? at those? It's like a, a Grot. Do you know do you know what like World War 1 French tanks looked like? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, but like orc style and it's manned by just pure Grots. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, they're Forge World though, so it, it is a little bit of a well, there's also um, Cromlech makes them for cheaper, and there's also mm-hmm. people on Etsy who make their own versions. Oh, I see them. Oh, that's adorable. Isn't, oh, I love isn't it? They're really cool. <laughs> They're so cool. They're not super great. Like, the Killicans are a bit better, um, but I'm totally going to get some of those. Like, have your little orc tank, grot tank division rolling across yeah. the field. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about last time when we, we mentioned team tournaments. I would love us to walk up to a team tournament and and just pull out some, like Steven just like, oh yeah, I'm playing orcs, but I'm playing only only grats. And it's literally <laughs> yeah. as many grats as I can fit on a table for 2,000 points. And, you know, Kurt just like, oh yeah, I brought four Bane Blades. <laughs> and uh, I'll just, I'll bring three Valiants. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Three harpoons across the table, but just dumb stuff that that would just be fun to run. And honestly, yeah. Stephen, based on what I've heard about the meta, you actually would probably do the best. Um. Oh, with all the bodies. <laughs> there was a guy who did that actually. It was I can't remember. I heard on one of the podcasts for, for the World Tournament WTC, whatever that stands mm-hmm. for. One of the guys brought. He literally did all like he had to calculate if he could actually physically fit like three hundred grots on his side of the deployment. Because of the, like the size of the base, it's like it turns into a a matter of like physical space <laughs> and being able to move them all. Like, my God! Thankfully, I bought some twenty-eight millimeter movement trays. So when I do decide to field my sixty Gretchen, um, and it sounds like a lot, but that's literally just two max squads. When you can take, if you take a battalion with six, right? Six yeah. troops choices minimum. So you could have a metric crap ton of, mm-hmm. of crots if you wanted to. And yeah. this new that guy you'd like, the Zograd, whatever with the locks. Yeah. One squad of uh Gretchen. So they start shooting like um space marines. They have a ballistic skill of three plus. Whoa. And their guns are strength three, so it's like, you know, basically they're like elite guardsmen at that point. So you could just YOLO it. <laughs> shoot the 30 guys at like a space marine squad and like potentially take them all out. I've, I think I've done the rolling and it doesn't, it comes out to like two or three dead primaries but like, it's fun. Something, yeah, it's fun, yeah. 
That's that's anyway. amazing. Yeah. Um, so Stephen, since you've been kind of like in it the longest, yeah. Um, and you and you have the new codex. Has any of their lore changed from like the beginning? Um, there's probably the biggest lore change is probably with like the original orcs, which I don't really know too much about because the oh, the earliest one I have is like the third edition codex, and I don't have it on me unfortunately. Um, but no, I'd say it's fairly consistent. Um, I think if any lore changes, it's probably like historical events uh like where battles took place or something like that but <clears throat> in terms of what an orc is and what they're all about i don't think that's really changed all that much um you know they're supposed to be like their physiology they're like fungus orcoid beings mm-hmm. so they they're asexual um that and you know they talk about in the lore that their orcs are really hard to eradicate because because they are fungus based when they die they send off spores or just walking around they send off spores and the spores just land anywhere and then they they germinate and create an orc basically underground like a little cocoon like a sack and then an orc just pops out like so it's really difficult Whoa. to so all orcs germinate no matter they're yeah they all they all shoot off spores um, they're all constantly germinating Pretty much, yeah. They're just like shedding, like any other fungus, really, just shedding uh, spores. Wow, what do you call that? Autosexual or something? They're asexual. They don't asexual. have. Gen- they don't have, you know, a sex. Um, what was it uh, in uh, Forge the Narrative? A couple, a uh, couple months back, when they were doing the orcs and stuff, and the one guy asked uh, Tanya Gates, great painter. Uh, I, I, I love her opinions on things as well, but. He's like, how do you feel about the fact that there's not a single, you know, female orc? And she was like, I don't see any male orcs either. Exactly. And I was like, oh. I think the funniest thing is that they have nipples. And they do. They oh, I wow. think they do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to look for a shirtless one. Yeah, yeah we're all looking for shirtless orcs right now. Great, <laughs> we're great on some lists Google. Now. I'm pretty sure they do. If they don't, I'll be a little sad, but Yep, they do. Look at the were boy. So that's oh, you're interesting. Right. Hmm. Uh, I guess it's just so they can pierce things in and out. But yeah, so orcs are asexual. Um That is a fun fact, I must say. So then... It is cool. Yeah. Um it's cool that they that that honestly that, that is explained and um, you know, it's all. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, well, isn't it? Are they created Lord of the Ring style, where they kind of get planted in and dug up by some other orcs or something? Oh um, yeah. So they're like, the, you know, the whole orc orc species has. Well, the orc species, I guess, would just be normal orcs, but like the, I don't know, kingdom or whatever the biology term is, because um, they have all these, you know, the squigs, the little <laughs> red guys right. with mouths. Um, they're all part of the same. Uh, like common ancestry, so they have like this whole ecosystem that's all just green skin. So they have they have like squigs for everything. Like mm-hmm. there's different types of squigs. There's like a squig that produces oil that makes beer for them. Uh, and you have the Gretchen, <laughs> and then you have even smaller guys that are called snotlings, which are like tiny Gretchen. Um, when they were and, created by the old ones, like the Eldar. 
right? Uh, the old ones were the Eldar were created by the old ones as well. Yeah, so. yeah, and the orcs were created by the old ones too. Exactly. So that's yeah. that's like, yeah, super ancient history. So that's where they have their origin. I can't remember who wasn't made by the old ones. I know the Necron tier weren't, but like, um, but there, you know, there's in the lore, there's like the. They talk about the the I think they're called the Brain Boys or something. They're like mm-hmm. these super intelligent orcs that were around originally, um, um, but they aren't nowadays. Um, so that's the. But anyway, overall, the lore hasn't changed. No. Okay. Um, it's pretty consistent. Um, and I think that's because they don't really need a reason to change the lore more like the you know the Imperium sort of does or like the Eldar because they have like these schemes and things going over time and space and orcs are just like nope we're here to have some fun (laughs) (laughs) um they're the most you know prolific species in the in the in the galaxy and i think there's some you know quotes from like inquisitor uh xenos inquisitors um who talk about like they're about orcs being like the greatest threat to the galaxy um Maybe that them coupled with like Tyranids are probably be the two largest existential threats to the galaxy. And it's mm-hmm. funny when you have orcs go fight Tyranids because it turns into like this arms race that has no mm-hmm. no like limit. <laughs> they just get the orcs just get stronger and the Tyranids adapt and it just turns into a like the Imperium and the like Eldar like watch it and they're like, I hope none of them wins because whoever wins that fight's gonna be Mm-hmm. impossible to beat well that's the that new book that came out the octarius sector octarius or whatever oh is that what's um, going on yeah so that's the whole um inquisitor crypt cryptman krypton krypton uh-huh. he uh he like it, it kind of goes into the fact that like we're paying for his sins but essentially he exterminatist planets to funnel tyranids into an orc empire so like he would just go to like planets full of people and just nuke them in order to create nothing for the tyranids to want so they would go in certain directions sorry i just hit my mic there so i just smacked it um and so essentially there was an orc wah and then a tyranid high fleet and they just smashed and that's where you get warzone octarius is that it's like essentially Uh. just a like a never-ending conflict but now the eldar are all freaking out because it's like (laughs) yeah we've we've seen multiple ways this ends and none of it is good and so um like i think there's now rules in that book there's cadians death watch tyranids and i think that's it Maybe that maybe there's more, but yeah, that's the whole time they're just talking about like, yeah, if like you said, you know, if the Tyranids win, they're going to absorb so much of the like orc biomass that it's just it's not going to be good. So. Yeah, it's see, that's the thing. They're so fun, but they're also like terrible news for anyone who has to face them. Right. Because they're they're dead hard, as they would say. And they are hard to get rid of, like ex- to exterminate from a planet. Like, like in Armageddon, like they're still between the wars. They they had to go hunting for them because they just like, you know, bugger off to corners of the planet and like germinate and create their little communities. And they just like a an infection. Mm-hmm. 
a green infection. Um, Within the orcs, are they fighting much among themselves? Is there a oh lot yeah, of if there's no one around, they'll just fight each other. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the yeah. best. They just like fighting, and then they'll yeah. just they just need a good fight. Yeah, and that's that's you know part of the whole thing. Like um, I think they've talked about why you know why Gazgahol is so dangerous is because he's been able to make a huge wah. You know, they're big, basically orc crusades. Um, he's be he's been able to unify so many orcs together under one like banner. Whereas you know you know left to their own devices, they just fight each other and don't become as big of a threat. But when they mm-hmm. start grouping up together, that's when it becomes a a problem that very little forces can like, overcome. That's when you have you need like an entire sector of the Imperium putting all its resources into stopping these crazy lunatics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh they they make such good bad guys too. They do. You know, they're they're right. mean and they are evil to an extent, but they're not like they're not sadists in the same mm-hmm. way that like Well, the, I mean they are sadists, but they're not <laughs> in the same way as um like the Dark Elder. Like mm-hmm. orcs want to kill you because it's fun. Um not because they want you to, you know, cower in fear and feed off of your negative fear energy mm-hmm. <laughs> like a vampire. Oh. Or, you know, do terrible, terrible things to you and then, like, wear your living flesh as a suit. Like, yes. you know, Chaos Space Marines. Yeah, I think an orc would do? Both look at them and be like, okay, you're crazy. Crazy Dark Eldar, get away from me. Yes, Kurt, wait wait till you read some of the, uh, especially some of the new stuff they're doing. Like, when they describe victims of uh, the Emperor's children or... or yeah, the plague marines and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets pretty it gets pretty gnarly. But that doesn't was, happen with the orcs. I think it was one of the Warhammer articles recently came out. It was like talking about like immortal people in the universe. And they're like, you know, you could be a piece of living furniture for the Dark Eldar and be immortal. <laughs> it's like, what a what a life! Wow. Ugh. Yeah. Um. There's probably a lot of orcs in Kamara for the for the witches' uh, gladiatorial rings, mm-hmm. and the orcs probably don't care. They're like, "Cool, yeah, good way to die." Fight. Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> having fun, doing what you love, doing what you love. Yeah, surrounded by your boys, you know, got your friends. <laughs> the, so, um... All the little snapshot stories they have in the codexes are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, so Kurt has this has this discussion made you? Like I know your your interest in the orcs has been being peaked lately. Has this has this discussion helped that in any way, shape, or form? Well, it definitely kind of gives me more background on them. Um, I, th- I mean, I think they're already like my top choice coming in before in terms of what what interests me the most. Um, but looking through their models and talking, you know, kind of hearing how they're actually good and they really are made to be more fun and now that i know that they're asexual you know i mean <laughs> it's just wild um so yeah no i'm i'm, I'm definitely even more convinced mm-hmm. that i like them uh so, just, yeah nope. just the idea of not having to paint an exact way like steven said and you can just do with that whatever the heck you want um yep. i think they line up well with what i like to do of 
taking bits from here and there and just slapping it on there. And, and you know, no one's going to get mad at you if it's on an orc. Um, be like, oh yeah, of course it's on there. Of course he's yeah. carrying around an Eldar, you know, relic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the funniest like conversions I've seen are like Tyranid looted wagons or like Necron <laughs> looted monoliths. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, you could finally find the use for all those, <laughs> all those uh, Necrons you have. <laughs> there you go, Kurt. You can make them yeah. converted. True. That's very true. So, I mean, Steven, since you're the like the most prolific of the the orc players that I know, what are your what are your favorite models? Your top three models. And Kurt, same for you as a as someone oh, who's man. now like interested in getting these. What are your like top top models? Okay, good question. Oh man. Well, the new Gazkol is just perfect. He's the right size. He's got a really cool pose. Um, I actually got him. I don't know if I told you that I ordered him. Oh no, I did not know. I that. have him now because awesome. oh, wow. I, re- awesome. I decided to make the when I'm redoing my orcs, I'm going to do goths. So I was like, oh, I need him. Mm-hmm. I got him. So I think that's one of them. He's just, you know, I think his newest iteration is the best one so far. Um, uh, for fun, like zaniness, I would say the, oh man, the um, shock attack gun, just because of the lore behind it, is just ridiculous. Oh, what What is that again? So it's it's a big mech weapon. It's the one that has like the propeller in the front of it. And like the vacuum hose. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So he sucks up, Curtis. You probably don't remember this, but so there's a gun that the orcs have. Oh, yeah. that it's a guy. He has a is like a vacuum and like a zapper thing. So he hoovers up the little Gretchen guys, little snotlings. It goes into the gun, and then the gun basically makes a tunnel through the warp, and it shoots <laughs> the grots through it. And then you know they're going through the warp, so they look at everything and they're like terrified and scared. And then at the end, other end of the tunnel, it where the guy's aiming, like, say, a space marine, it opens up, and then the snotlings come out of it, like, crazed. So, you, you know, you see this guy shooting, sucking up Gretchen, and you see this space marine just suddenly have, like, a goblin coming out of his, like, face that's, like, melted <laughs> into his face or, like, inside of his armor scratching him. So it's just, like, super random and, like, silly. But in the in the game, it's, like, really... It can be really powerful. Um you have to like roll to see how much strength it has every time. So sometimes it's like nothing. So it's like, it's like representing the goblins just like bouncing off his armor maybe. Or it can be like really powerful where you like nuke a tank with little goblins because they're like materializing (laughs) inside of like the engine or something. Um, So that's my, I guess my second favorite model because it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And oh man. I don't know, my third one. Just like the orc boy, I guess. Just the standard orc boy. You know, it's like the embodiment of an orc. Uh, the new mm-hmm. ones are pretty cool. A lot more detail. Dynamic poses, but... Um, that's the thing. Like, yeah, all the kits are really cool. But it's because you can customize them and make them how you want. And it all be perfectly valid. It's probably my favorite thing about the the orcs as a, from a hobby perspective. Um, mm-hmm. Like all making every single vehicle unique. Um, 
that's probably why I haven't gotten the new vehicles yet because they had to. Well, they don't have to, but they all look a certain way. Whereas before, you guys saw like I would just use like old like Green Army trucks and like Green Army men trucks and like would put on plastic uh, armor onto it or put a random weapon on it, um, and it was valid. I mean, everything's valid if you have the right opponent, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Curtis? Which models speak to you? So, I first just want to say, um, I really like weapons in 40k where there's a variable in their, um, you know, damage. Yeah. Because you, because when you have a fixed, you know, fixed value to all your weapons, you can show up and be like. I'm going to lose this. Like, there's no, there's really no chance. Like, I know if I roll perfect sixes everywhere, yes, there's always some sort of chance. Um, but you can kind of, like, run it real quick in your head and be like, oh, this is going to be really rough. But with those kind of weapons, you can be like, well, if I just roll a few sixes and roll a few times really well with the right characters, like, then you can just wipe things out. But I like right. how they use that for, like, and sometimes it's with guardsmen, but I feel like it. I bet a lot of orc weapons are like that because they're all designed to either implode or shoot something and just explode in all of glory. Um, they either do super well or they kill the user. And I like those kind of weapons. Um, but that being said, I was kind of scrolling through and things that caught my eye. I love the Megatrack scrap jet. That thing is so <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, it just, you know, the fact that it's a rocket, which insinuates like this thing can go crazy speeds. But the back half of it is like uh, tank tracks. Half yeah. <laughs> so it's like, this thing can't go that fast, but it has a jet engine. And so it's just like this total, you know, like if, if, if it both just, if it had four wheels, that'd be one thing. But the fact that they put on the tank tracks in the back just makes it so much better. Because it, it just does. makes it so much more ridiculous. Um, I love the Gretchen. I think that kind of comes from the fact that I love Guardsmen and Conscripts and like the cheap cheap units just to flood and scare you know the unknowing enemy who thinks those things are going to do something um but it's just fun <laughs> to put a lot of models on the field and someone's gonna think oh shit that's gonna be tough and then they just blow them away i think it's just kind of fun to have those and then on the top of the page it just caught my eye first but the bone breaker um that makes oh, me nice. think orc bane blade like the there's like a turret on top of the turret on top of the turret uh -huh. um, it's, just, <laughs> it's pretty cool and there's a little i don't know if that's a gremlin or a grot or whatnot he looks like the main mechanic of it so imagining that thing moving along with a bunch of grots running around inside trying to you know throw their hammers to make it work um it's a fun picture there's, they just have so many cool models they look tough to paint. That's one thing that's intimidating. Yes. To make, they... them, to make them look cool, you need a lot of colors. You need a lot of time. You need a lot of patience. Um, you can't spray paint them like a Necron and just give them green eyes or something. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. the most detailed, like, horde army. Like, mm -hmm. Arcadians are a lot easier to paint because you can just, you know, it's just uniform, uniforms, which are just usually one color. Right, right. These guys even, got like belts and bullets and spikes and your skin and piercings and yeah, Lord knows what else. And then, then you glue on the extra bits that you have from the Space Marines and the Eldar and the Tau. And then you have to color those appropriately, and it's just like, oh, geez. By the way, I'm um, literally saving bits for you, Curtis. Okay, great. Like yes. I'm making. There's like a bag I have, and it's called Kurt's Bits. 
And like as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you pull the trigger on orcs, like it's, it's coming it's, my way. It's coming your way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I have a bag of bits too, and I mean, I brought that to your house, and that's not even all of them. But I'm so glad I saved all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gold. It's, don't don't get yeah, rid of it. I really, you know, it's worth that extra five ten minutes to clean out that little, you know, bit thing. I don't know what you call them when they're sprue. full sheets. The sprue. The sprue. You had to clean off yeah. the sprue of all the bits they have, even no matter how useless you think they are. Um, it's they're with they orcs. There's always a use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. That's good. Um, all right. Well, I think, I think that was a great conversation on orcs. Um, should we move into our final topics of the day? Yeah, sure. All right. So, per usual, let's go join Stephen in his hobby corner. All right. Well, like Kurt had a good segue because he was talking about you know the orcs being really hard to paint, and um, they definitely are. And if you wanted to pick out all the details, you know, even just in a rudimentary way, just like a base coat wash highlight, it would take you a long time to do it. So, you know, you got to pick and choose what you want to what you want to paint. Um, but there's a big importance of getting like the main features of a model, you know, that makes it identifiable and has the greatest detail on it. So like for the orcs, I'd say that it's like the skin. Because uh, you know orcs are green, and that's what you know, and um, that's where your eyes are gonna go. You're gonna because it because it's such a usually a bright color, and it pops off the model compared to like little leather straps and stuff that are smaller details and darker colors. Um, so a good way to get those main important details done is using an airbrush and really focusing on those those key uh, details on the model. So. For me, when I'm repainting all my orcs, I'm gonna airbrush the skin and not worry about you know getting green on the rest of the model, just so I can have that really smooth and well-defined um, skin painted. And it, the airbrush is just particularly good for painting uh, skin because of how smooth it goes on, and skin is usually a very smooth uh, surface and texture. So by focusing on that, then I can just go in after and, you know, block out the, the leather straps and the guns and all that stuff and not have to worry about later going in and, and doing the green and getting green on like a black uh, satchel or something. Um, so that can help speed things up. And, you know, that transfers to anything else. Um, like, say, you're Matthew's Knights, uh, you just... The biggest thing on that is probably the armor panels and then the the frame. So like, just don't put on the armor panels and then spray the frame. You know your metallic color, and that's like done basically. And then you mm-hmm. paint the panels and you glue them on, and then the model's pretty much finished. And you didn't have to do a lot of work and like worry about getting uh, uh, not smooth. Uh, layers and stuff like that. So that's what the airbrush, I think, has its biggest um, benefit is, is doing um, the main aspect of a model quickly and, and for it to look good. And then you can go in and get the the accessory stuff with a paintbrush and stuff like that. Um, so that's my tip. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good tip. I know I have or those orcs um, at home. Uh-huh. I think I think that would be fun to try. Um, 
to, to give a few of them a go. That's and then I mean, considering I already have them, I should, should yeah, give them a go. just decide. You know, me thinking out loud. Yeah, you should. And you should post pictures of it. Do it. Yeah, do yeah, it. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um. So, lore of the day. Um. So, first, colors mean things to orcs. So, they believe that colors have special properties, and because of how their psychic powers work, when they're all subtly very psychic, um, that makes it true. And so, for instance, when they said, the, you know, the red ones go faster, it's, you know, they paint all their vehicles red that they want to go fast because they think it goes faster when it's painted red. So it does go faster when it's painted red. And um, so I think, was it the, they consider blue lucky. So yep. like they they are actually luckier if they paint themselves blue. Um what, do and you get plus one on rolls or something? I, I don't know what the rule is. Yeah, what there's is a it? rule for the Death Skulls who are mm-hmm. like blue. I think it's like <laughs> blue lucky gets or something like that. They get to re-roll oh. something. Um, and I've always, by the way, I've always, if I ever do orcs, those would probably be mine. I've always liked the, the, the Braveheart orcs. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, you know, interesting thing, Curtis. So they, they uh, did you know purple makes you invisible? To the orcs. Yep. Wait, uh, if you are in purple, the orcs can't see you? No, no. If an orc is purple, you can't see it. What? Uh, and I want you to think about this. Have you ever seen a purple <laughs> orc? I mean, okay, are we talking purple dressed or purple skin? Uh, either or. Have you ever seen a purple orc? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, they're invisible. There you, you go. Can't see they're, them. they're invisible. And uh, I don't know if I trust this lore. <laughs> That's the lore, this. though. <laughs> um, and then just kind of a shout out to some of their earlier gameplay mechanics. Uh, and I don't know, Steven, you have to tell me if this is still a thing. But I know, remember, like when they the pain boy would try to heal orcs previously. If he rolled a one, he would like kill them or something like that. Yeah, I think it's still still um, like that. And then I don't know if you used to be able to take like the looted wagon where you could just take any vehicle and it was like a tank. But you had to roll to make sure before you moved it that it didn't just explode. And I'm sure, especially with the way the game's going, making things a little bit more consistent, that that's probably not a thing anymore. But I remember Steven setting up his massive army and all these terrifying... Like, I was like a Tiger Four with orc stuff on it and being like, that thing's going to mess us up. And then you rolled and it was like, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I to this day I remember, Stephen, that you um, you had I think some um noise or not noise marines uh, uh, the deaf the, guns the deaf guns that like <laughs> and all I remember was like it was my guard our, like Kurt and I versus you and I, I like charged some guardsmen ac- across an open field and they didn't make the charge so they're just standing out there and you were like I'm gonna mess them up. And you rolled, and then you just sat there for a second, and Kurt was like, what's wrong? And you just stood up, and you were like, what? <laughs> and you started screaming, and we're like, oh my gosh, and you're like, they explode. <laughs> and they just, just like, removed the models, and it was like, oh my god. And could you imagine being those guardsmen, just like, these, these you know, orcs maniacally laughing and charging up these guns, and then just all explode, and you're just like, <laughs> okay. That was some luck. 
<laughs> and imagine being Steven at that time too of like Matt and Kurt have no idea what we're doing they have no idea how these rules work they have no idea what could happen and then you roll it and good old Steven still lets all of his guys die and take them off the table so kudos to Steven for kudos to Steven for following through absolutely you. you gotta play the army like they're meant to be played yeah yeah as much as you hate it sometimes that, yeah, that's something we didn't really talk about is their gameplay. It's just, they're very random sometimes, and that just makes it really fun. I will tell you right now, uh, just on a gameplay note, that the uh, jump is still a thing, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Having 30 boys, but having anything just end up in your back line um, is terrifying. And I know yeah. that like we played an Apocalypse game a couple years back. Uh, or not it was it was an apocalypse game and um we kind of set up our battle line and all of a sudden there was just 30 choppas it next to our guns and it was like well uh this got a little bit harder and uh <laughs> and what they have the the zap car or the shock jump dragster yeah where it's just like it it advances a random amount of stuff and so like all of a sudden there was just these three cars up in our face um so very fun very fun they are yeah so uh yeah, they are. Yeah. kurt what is your what's your what's your guess today so obviously as you might have guessed i was going to do an orc you know centered guess but mm-hmm. my thing was going to be about how are they created and if they were born out of mud but they're asexual, and now I know that, and so that's not my guess. And so, luckily, I have a backup, and it's not orc related. So we can take one final step back here. Um, I was thinking about, and I'm going to kind of flip this in a way, I guess. I was thinking about the tenth edition, and you know, along with any other company organization, ten is always a big deal. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, iPhones. Like, oh, we're not the ten with iPhone X. You know, there's some fancy, fancy. You know, sometimes bougie stuff that happens with the tent. So, do you think this is where I'm flipping it on you guys? Do you think the tenth edition is going to be huge? It's going to change something up big time simply because of there's two digits in their edition now. I, I think without question something big's going to happen, but I don't know if it just means some new models or a new, you know, some significant event in the lore or well, forty plus ten is fifty Warhammer fifty k. <laughs> There we go. I think Steven solved it. It's just orcs. That's all that's left. <laughs> in different costumes. So there's space orc marines. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, let's let's just address the elephant in the room right off the bat. You know, based on codex releases and timeline, let me do the quick math here. Okay, so using my highly, you know, skilled math skills, uh, we have about a hundred more years before we get all the codexes. Um, we're already almost, or we're, you know, in the second year of ninth edition, um, and we don't even have half the codexes yet. Uh, this is this is insane, um, and I know there's like supply chain issues across the world. Like I get it and stuff, but this is becoming more of the fact that we're having like a codex release and then nothing and like here's some more cry models and then and everyone's like oh thanks for the crab uh, we can make a meme out of this and then they'll do like <laughs> warzone something 
and it's a book full of like band-aid rules to get factions the next six months without just being raffle-stomped. I think there shouldn't be any Warzone books until there's all the codex. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Psychic Awakening was literally every single month something new was coming out. Rules were, were multiple armies were getting released. Everyone was getting updated, like a updated model, and they were doing it month every month, and it was great. Um, and we all got addicted to that. And now they're doing this slow drip of like every seven months we'll come out with a reveal, and then six months after that we'll we'll do something. So. If we ever, if we live long enough to see tenth edition, then yes, I think something big is going to happen. Maybe we see some more Primarchs. Um, but honestly, <laughs> this is me getting getting all heated now. But based on how they've done these reveals lately, it's like tune in for this week's reveal. It's the biggest one yet. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, guess what? We have an upgrade sprue for Cadians. Don't you guys love it? <laughs> and it's like. You guys kind of highly implied a Primark was coming, and it's like, we know we did, so you would come and tune in to our great show. The biggest one yet. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, um, I mean, Kurt, have you have you seen some of these live shows? Oh, I haven't seen any of them. It's, I know, it's, it's great, because, like, first, they just look at people's models and they comment on them, which I think is cool, because that's like, your yeah. model could end up there. But then they always, it's like, oh, check out the Age of Sigmar stuff. And there's like like six people watching, like, this season's War Cry. And then they'll be like, and now time for the 40K reveal. And there's suddenly like 600 people watching, and everyone's here, like, <laughs> here we go. And it's like, <laughs> a new Forge World, uh, you know, weapon set for a model that's sold out and won't be in stock for six months. And it's like, <laughs> Wait, what? And they're like, don't you love it? <laughs> oh, um, and then an accurate description. Yeah. Or it's like, we're updating space marines. We know you wanted these. And then all the Eldar players are screaming as their 20 year models literally start to just, you know, Avengers Endgame just disintegrate in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think, yes, I think when they do 10th, it's going to be the same thing they did for 9th. And it's going to be like, this is going to be the best edition ever. <laughs> um, I think the the optimist in me would like it just to be a living edition. So mm-hmm. like, either make, just update 9th continuously. Just have a, yeah, just like a living a living rule set that just continuously gets changed and tweaked. Um, but that's not good for business because you can't release new codexes every week. But I mean, you could right. you just have the same core rules and then just release new codexes. We'll get on this but, more, like when we talk. I was about, about to say this should be a whole episode. What, where do we want things to go, and what the tenth edition should look like? Uh, oh yeah, like yeah. Uh, so that's already on the list. Yeah. So <laughs> so in a couple episodes, we're gonna have some guests on, and we're gonna talk about kind of like state of the game, state of the game address. Um, and I feel like we can address some of these here, but uh, GW we do that. F- we should do some uh, voting. GW is the first company. Stephen, agree with me or disagree with me? Steve, GW is the first company I've ever encountered where people are like, "Take our money," and they're like, "Hmm, no." Yeah, they they could make some very small changes and make a metric crap ton of money. So. All right. I don't know if that answers your question, Curtis, but I'm all, I'm all sweaty now. <laughs> no, thank you, guys. That does. That does. I think 
I mean, it'll be exciting to see what it entails. That's for sure. Um, but I think I think there is going to be something big if they're if they're hyping up a new sprue release for some model that no one has or no one can get their hands on. They're going to do a heck of a release for the tenth edition. Um, I think I think I could tell that much. All right, It'll be space marines and someone else. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. That's also without question. And we'll call it there. Um, again, thank you everyone for listening and joining in. Um, again, my name is Curtis. And we got Stephen and Matthew, and we look forward to uh, uh, having you tune in with us next week. <laughs> Trying to say we'll see you next time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kurt, who are we again? We are the Scattered Guys on Scattered Dice Podcast. There we go. Yeah, we didn't say it at the beginning, but that's who we are, oh, yeah. if you were wondering this entire time. I, I just, I love, I love Curtis's, <laughs> the, the scattered dice with the scattered, the scattered pies. I can't pies. remember it properly in my head, so I don't know if he's saying it right. Well, if I say it, if I say it like I'm scattered brained, then it's even more accurate, right? Thematic, on note. That's true, on you're message. on brand. On brand. Thank you, Stevie. <clears throat> All right. Well, you guys have a good week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.